but I've got a little quiz to get us started thinking about introductions. And if you watch any TV, what I've got, this is the challenge I've got for you. Guess the TV show from 35 words from its theme tune. So the first 35 words, because the small, the, tonight we're going to be looking at the first 35 words of a book in the Bible, and it's their introduction to the book. Uh, but just to get you thinking about this, and if you recognize the beginning of the theme tune, is it something that's sunk, sunk in? Is it something that stayed in your mind and reminds you of that TV show. I did get told off this morning because apparently I've weighted this to, towards a certain age, particularly under a certain age, but we'll see how that goes for you. So first one, I think this is a very easy one. So no one told you life was going to be this way. Your job's a joke. You're broke. First hand has gone up. <laughs> Sorry, were you first? Uh, see if you can get the next one, Noah. <laughs> Friends, very good. Right, next one. I want to be the very best like no one ever was. Big Bang Theory. Oh, no, that is, that is Big Bang Theory. That is Big Bang Theory. It's all right, that is Big Bang Theory. Here we go. I don't understand how we're on that one. Okay, right, this one. I want to be the very best like no one ever was. To catch them is my real test. To train them is my cause. I will travel across the land searching far and wide. Pokemon, very good. Right, come on, this side, you're suffering. Next one. Hang on. They're two, they're four, they're six, they're eight, shunting trucks and hauling freight. Amy. Thomas the Tank Engine. We've gone down or up. This morning, that was the one that grandparents got. Next one. Now, this is a story all about how. Oh, Fresh Prince. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Very good. You. You're on it. I don't know whether that's a good thing or not, but you know your theme tunes. It is more difficult when you don't hear the song, I think, just the words, but I did uh, go easy. You've got to keep in mind that I have a big gap because I didn't watch TV from my ch British TV for a lot of my childhood because I was abroad. So, thinking about that, what would be the words to your theme tune? Now, this is a story all about how, and what would it say? What would be your theme tune? Last week, last Saturday, was my brother and Felicity's wedding. And particularly in the speeches, we heard a lot about Felicity and Paul. Some good, some questionable. Um, but it struck me that it's not often that we get to hear other people talking about us. How would people introduce us? What would they put in our theme tune? More often, we hear about people. I post a photo every day, uh, a bit like a diary. I keep a photo diary. I've been doing it for about uh, 10, 11 years. Some other people in the church do as well. And my brother sent me this one recently that he came across. I don't know why he was trawling back all the way to the 3rd of April, 2014. But he had. And it says, Granny Jean, a wonderful day. Not normally a word you'd use to describe the day of a funeral, but was wonderful to hear how faithful and self-sacrificing my granny has been throughout her life and the amount of people's lives she's touched. And... Uh, it's a thought to think about, isn't it? 
How will people speak of us? What is the introduction to our theme tune going to be like? What's our theme tune going to say? And tonight, I want to look at the beginning of the lyrics of someone's introduction in the Bible. And this is what it says. Their name, and then an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, to God's holy people in a specific place, the faithful in Christ Jesus, grace and peace to you from God our Father, the Lord Jesus Christ. And this is the opening lyrics to several of the books he wrote, almost exactly the same, slight little changes, but more or less this is how he starts several of his letters. Anyone know who it is? Paul. Uh, so Paul, and there's some debate over whether it was actually him that wrote it or whether he dictated it to someone who wrote it. Some people think it was someone who was really influenced by him. But the general consensus is that it was inspired by him. Probably he spoke it to someone and they wrote it down for him. And he wrote it uh, when he was in jail, and he had extensively traveled around the area, getting to know and love people in churches scattered around. And now he was in jail and couldn't visit them in person, so he was sending them letters and, uh, to the churches that were born in the decades after Jesus died on the cross. And the particular letter that I'm going to be looking at, and it could take me some time since I'm going for the first two verses to this evening, um, but is in a place called Ephesus, which is in what we would call Turkey nowadays. It was a town or city in that area. And so this, tonight we're going to be looking at Ephesians chapter 1, verses 1 and 2. And this is what it says. Paul an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, to God's holy people in Ephesus, the faithful in Christ Jesus, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. So, what in the world has this got to do with us and our lives? Deb, why have you chosen these two verses? Couldn't you have just chosen a little bit of a bigger chunk? What's your problem? Uh, but I think it says something uh, it says a lot to us, and we're going to start at the beginning, because I think that's a good place to start. Paul introduces himself, and I actually think, you know when we write letters and we put our name at the end of the letter, I think the biblical writers were onto something, because it makes far more sense to put the name of the person who's writing it at the beginning, because then you know who you're reading from. I always go to the end of the letter and have a look who it is and then go back. I know we don't write loads of letters nowadays. But I think they were on to something. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, he introduces himself. And there were a lot of theme tunes. When I was looking up theme tunes for the quiz at the beginning, there's a lot of them I couldn't use because the very first words were the name of the main character of the thing. Spider-Man, Spider-Man does whatever a spider can. But there were loads of them. That's how they start, with the person. And uh, then some key things about them that would have also given it away. So if you were writing a theme tune, what would you include about yourself? Who are you? What's your identity? What would people say to describe you? Or what would you like them to say? How will the introduction of our theme tune go? Will it be to do with what we do? 
maybe our occupation, our employment status, are we full-time, part-time, stay at home, unemployed, retired? Maybe it's to do with our relationship and our relationship status. Are we single, married, divorced, in a relationship? Or our family, who are we related to? Is that how we introduce ourselves? Or where we're from, or where we live at the moment? Is that where our identity comes from? The nation that we're a part of, maybe? And what do I enjoy? Is it to do with our hobbies and our passions, the things that we absolutely love? Is that what defines who we are? How would you introduce yourself? What would be the first line of your theme tune? Or how would those that know you introduce you? And I'm going to give you a lot more questions tonight than answers. For answers, you've got to come to Alpha. Um, but this is how he starts. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God. And he uses, he says his name, and then he says he's an apostle, which comes from a Greek word, apostolos, uh, which means emissary. An emissary is a person sent as a diplomatic representative on a special mission. Who are we and what is our mission? How would you introduce yourself if you were thinking about that? What is our purpose in life? Do we send ourselves? Is our family our motivation? Is our job our purpose? What is it that decides why we do things, how we do things, when we do things? And so Paul introduces himself. And then we go on to the second line of his introduction, of his theme tune. To God's holy people in Ephesus, the faithful in Christ Jesus. He's introduced himself, and now he's mentioning who he's writing to, the recipients. And although the place changes depending on the letter, it's always to the church in those places. Some people debate whether it was actually just to Ephesus. People like to debate all kinds of stuff in the Bible. But it was to the churches in that area. On that, they can agree. He invested a lot of time in people who weren't part of the church, in talking to them, in discussing. But the people he was associated with, and is to this day associated with, were the churches in those places. He saw them as family. He belonged to them. He was part of that people. And our theme tune says, often we'll mention who we're a part of. Who do we belong to and who do we love? Paw Patrol, Paw Patrol, and then it goes on and on, and then it says Ryder and his team of pups, and then it lists all their names at the bottom. In your theme tune, whose names would be listed? Who, what people? are you a part of? At your funeral, who else will be mentioned? What people groups? Who do you belong to? Who do people, they see you and they associate you with those people? A slightly more worrying theme tune uh, that I know well from a program that I watched, but I'm not going to admit to. If you watched it, you'll also know, um, because, yeah, yeah, watched it in the past. <laughs> um, is this, I don't want to be anything other than what I've been trying to be lately. All I have to do is think of me and I have peace of mind. Who would people associate us with? 
Are we self-obsessed? Do we just think of ourselves? Or is there some other group we have a strong sense of belonging to? Our family, our colleagues and workplace, our school, our university, our sports team or club, our friendship group, our nation? Who is it that we are associated with? What people will we be associated with? So as we continue writing our theme tune in our minds and we think about who we're associated with, when people speak of us, who will they say that we have loved and served and so have this sense of belonging to? And who would we like that to be? Who are we seeking to invest in like Paul did to the early church? Even when he was in prison, he carried on in the ways that he could. I think whoever that is, there is no doubt that they will also form us. We like to think that we're isolated little islands that come along to a group of people fully formed and then we just add to them. But it doesn't really happen like that. I think the reality is quite different. If we look at the church, a group of people... And in the Bible, we're given this analogy of the body. Now, you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. We're a group of people that make up Jesus' body. So we're all joined, but with different functions. Eyes, hair follicles, toes, fingers, whatever it might be. And we think we come into the church as a fully formed hand or foot or tendon or whatever. But actually, I think this analogy can be taken even further. Because this body is more like a baby that begins with a load of cells joining together. Initially, there's no defined body, uh, body parts. But they're fed and nurtured by their mother's body and begin to multiply and work together to form a child with all its fingers and toes and organs. And the same with us. We're not just an island that healthily exists in isolation and then joins and can break away whenever it wants, separately from the body at will. We're part of that body. We're formed by the one who feeds and nurtures his body. And as we grow in that body... We're formed by God into his body and then into the specific parts that he has for us within that body. And that's why who we belong to is so important. And it's such an important part of who we are because we are formed by that. Who are we with and what is our mission? What people will we be associated with? What would our theme tune say was important to us and who we are? Who are the people amongst whom we find our function, whom we find our purpose, our mission? It won't be something in isolation. Who are we going to embark on that mission with? Do we need to change anything in how we do life to prioritize those people that we want to be associated with, to depend on them more 
and to invest in them more. It's not a one-way thing, but it is so worthwhile. Paul was in prison, unable to do the traveling and the in-person input that he'd done previously up to that point, but he was part of a people, and he continued to invest in ways that he could, and his people continued to support him and help him with his needs. He was part of this people, whether he was in a strong position or a weak position, whether he was free and mobile or imprisoned and limited. And I would say it's the same for me. I could not do life without this people. It's true that sometimes I think, oh, I've given a lot. Our family's given a lot. But the majority of the time, it's the opposite. I think, how would we survive without this people? Our house would literally be crumbling from a practical point of view. <laughs> but also spiritually, emotionally, bringing up our kids, relationally, socially going out. So much. I was ill the past week or so. And I thought, how can I do everything I need to do? But it happened, but not because of me, not because I'm some incredible person, but because of the community that I'm a part of, the people that I love and who, although it's surprising, love me, it seems, or at least help me out. Um, but it is a two-way thing, and it's not always easy. It's like being part of a family. It's not always easy being part of a family. We have fights, but it's a two-way thing, and it is so worthwhile. And so I wonder, have you felt, I'm not sure how to belong to this people. I know they're here, or I'd like to be a part of it, come along, but I feel a bit like on the edge, not sure what to do. I encourage you to find a way of getting to know and investing in some people. Jesus welcomes you into his body. And if you don't know where to start, a good way to start is on the same night as Alpha starts, living the life will start. And maybe you already know about Christianity. You don't want to go to Alpha. They're, aren't, they're not the questions you have. But actually, the questions you have are about, how can I belong to this church? What is my place? How can I get to know some people? And all of that we do at Living the Life. It's where you can find out about the DNA of this church. You can get to know some other people in the congregation. You can get to know some of the leaders. And it's such a good way of coming in. There's quite a few people here this evening who have come through living the life. Sometimes it's people who have been a part of us for a long time and think, actually, I want to somehow get more stuck in. And sometimes it's new Christians that come, move here, and they want to find out who we are and get stuck in. I do encourage you, uh, chat to Donald or I, if you would like to join us at Living the Life. But there's loads of other ways that we can start to belong. It's not always easy to belong to a people. But at the end of the day, when people are writing our theme tunes for our funerals, will we be associated with someone? And if so, who will that be? Who will we be the people that help form us and what our lives are about? I encourage you to find a way in investing in some people. Start by getting to know some people at Living the Life or join a team to serve, chat to Mark, ask one of us about where you could help, join a prayer group on a Friday morning, a Saturday morning, join a small group, make a habit perhaps of being someone that comes a bit early and wanders around and says hello to people, that spots the new people, that hangs around afterwards 
and chats to that person who maybe doesn't know anyone. You start that sense of helping other people belong, and you'll soon feel like you belong. And it is so rewarding. We're not created to be islands. So however hard it might be, let's see how we can get stuck in and be a part of this body. So he begins, he introduces himself, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God. How will the introduction of our theme tune go? And then he says, to God's holy people in Ephesus, the faithful in Christ Jesus, what people will we be associated with? And then he finishes, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. He finishes off his introductory theme tune with a blessing, what he wants for those people that he belongs to. What is your message for your people? What would your theme tune say about what your hopes and dreams and aspirations were for those that you care about? In the theme tunes I was looking at, I came across this one, Scooby-Dooby-Doo, here are you. You're ready and you're willing. If we can count on you, Scooby-Doo, I know we'll catch that villain. Our theme tune is likely to tell something of the person or the thing that we put our trust in and what it is that we're hoping that they'll do for us. Who do you trust and what do you hope for? What would we like our theme tune to say? Who or what do we trust in and what are we hoping for? What's our message for our people? What would we put into our theme tune if we could say one thing to our people? He literally, it's, I think it's 14 words, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. What would our sentence be? to someone else here? What would be our blessing or our prayer or our hope for them? What message would we leave to be read out to people, theoretically, at our funeral? Who would we point people towards? Ourselves? Someone else? Themselves? Or the one person that will never let them down? the only person capable of bringing true, lasting peace in their lives, the only person capable of carrying them into eternity. Now, I asked a few people uh, within the congregation uh, to record themselves saying the sentence that they would say to the church, given the chance. Some of them took it less literally than others, the whole sentence bit, and you'll see who, um, and took a little longer over saying what they would say, but they all had a message for us. But here they are, and this is for inspiration, because in a moment, you've all got a piece of paper and a pen. If your pen doesn't work, just grab one from an empty seat. Um, and what I'd like you to do, if you're comfortable, there's no pressure to do it if you don't want to, but it's to write down what your message would be. And a bit later on, we're going to collect those up, and then we're going to send them out again for you to take one for yourself. So you're writing a message to someone else in the room, not that they'll know who it was, uh, and different ones will come back to you. But if you would like to write your message, here's a bit of inspiration from some people in the church.
I'm Val. What I'd like to say to the church, and to myself for that matter, is read or reread Acts chapter 2, verses 42 to the end. It's good to see you and to know that together we're part of God's amazing plan. I have two words for the church, this church, Sutton Caulfield Baptist Church. Shalom Aleichem. In Jesus' time, that was the ordinary, everyday way in which people might greet each other, more or less. But it was also the words that Jesus, speaking in a rougher Galilean dialect of Aramaic, spoke to his disciples in the upper room where they were hiding in fear of their lives on the day after Jesus' resurrection. I like to think that Jesus, at this moment in world history, took hold of an ordinary everyday greeting and by the power of his living presence transformed it into the fulfillment of God's longed promise coming of the kingdom of peace. At this moment, God's peace came in person. Jesus continues to speak peace over us, his people, you, us, in our daily lives. And he wants us to speak that peace into each other's lives in the same way. So, salam alaikum. Oh, that's the way that our Muslim brothers say it in Arabic. So, shalom alaikum. Peace be with you. Alternatively, I could say, Yearn Leimun Pingong. Ah, that felt quite good. Yearn Leimun Pingong. Peace be with you, my brothers and sisters. Go and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teach them to obey everything I have commanded you. Karl Barth said to clasp the hands in prayer is the beginning of an uprising against the disorder of the world. In this disordered world, let us be part of that uprising. How do we know what to pray for? In Romans, Paul says, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groans that words cannot express. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints in accordance with God's will. So pray and rise up. We love the church SCBC and we love to share with you all a song called Blighten the Corner Where You Are. Let's be nice and thankful to our God for his blessings every day and everywhere. Amen. As you come to church today, Jesus is saying, whoever wants to know me 
and receive of my wisdom. Come and dine at my table and drink of my wine. So, what would you have said in your video? What would your blessing or encouragement be? It might be just Jesus loves you. It might just be a reminder. It might be a word from one of the songs that we sing here. It might be a verse. It might be a prayer. It might be a blessing. Whatever it is, I'd encourage you now with your piece of paper to write down a message, just a sentence or two. I'm going to give you uh, a minute, and we'll just sit while we do that, and then I will finish off. What would be the words to your theme tune? How will the introduction of our theme tune go? What people will we be associated with? And what is your message for your people? This is Paul's. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God, to God's holy people in Ephesus, the faithful in Christ Jesus, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm going to invite the worship group back.